Welcome back to another episode of Comic Misfits, your favorite comic book podcast that bridges a gap between the comic book fans that are just starting out in fandom and those that have been on for a very, very long time. Today, I am joined by Aiden. Aiden, how are you? Restore the Snyderverse, Pedro. Restore the Snyderverse. Before we get started, make sure to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Comic Misfits. If you love the show and you want to support the show, you can always do that by going to patreon.com slash comic misfits. There you'll find different tiers that you can support the show with a monthly contribution. And that helps us stay alive, even though we're alive. But that'd be nice. Anyways, today we have, um, we're going back to our roots and going back to comic reviews. We review comics here? Yeah, we're the comic misfits. Thought we were the comic book movie misfits. <laughs> That's what I thought too for a while. So I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah. So we're going back into we're jumping back into our, our original roots for a little bit and talking comics. Uh, you know, the whole point of the show is to bridge the gap, right? And so that's what misfits are. And so I think it's important that yeah, we 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 talk about what's what's tr- what's trending, what's cool. Uh, right now but it's also cool to go back and say hey let's check out some of these historic books that people love that people talk about that you know every fan should read at least once in their lifetime if not more because the cool thing about some of these books is that every time you read it you get something different out of it so that's what we're here for but today's show we're we're literally going to go back to an original oldie but a goodie um as people like to say and we're going to just talk all things Batman the Killing Joke. Not the movie, but the movie will come up. We're really going to go through the book, things that we liked, things we didn't like, the themes throughout the book, things around that, like those, like that nature, and why this book is such an important part of the Batman mythos to this day. So if you haven't read The Killing Joke yet by Alan Moore, highly suggest reading it. It's probably one of the... I want to say top five comic books. If you call yourself a Batman fan, you go, "Hey man, I'm a fan of Batman. I just started. I just saw the just saw the Dark Knight, or whatever. I'd say, and I, I really like this Batman guy. What are some books that you suggest you recommend me to watch, or books that you recommend me to li- uh, read? The Killing Joke is definitely on that list, along with like Long Halloween and Dark Victory, and even like Curse. Uh, even White Knight is on there now for me personally. But The Killing Joke. I think is what started it all. Cause the killing joke, don't correct me if I'm wrong, came out before it came out in 1988. There you go. So it came out before the dark Knight returned. Yes. Right. Wasn't dark Knight returns in 86. Yeah. I think it was right during that age where Batman was starting to get darker and more mature. No, you're right. Yeah. It came out in 86. This is kind of like the beginning of the movement to make Batman go from the campy 60s uh, style that Adam West created to the darker tone, Dark Knight that we know of today, which I don't hate, but I also like campy Batman a little bit. So you miss campy Batman a little bit. There's a little bit of a reference to campy Batman. It was. Batmites. And there was a campy Batman in reference, which I thought was great because those are my, that's my favorite Batman. I literally have like books on on books. It's like golden age era books. And they're all like in this big hardcover. I love the old school Batman stuff. But the killing joke is such a important book. I think. 
Killing Joke, it's a great book, but it's not a book that'll make you feel good after you read it. Oh, no. It's very dark. It's It's a dark film. Like, I thought Dark Knight Returns was pretty dark, as it was. Yeah. But this is like, they went there. That's that's crazy. Especially for like an 80s book, because the books weren't necessarily that dark then. Well, that's the thing. This book, it, it, it wasn't a... From what I could tell, this wasn't an original. This wasn't a book that you can just. It wasn't. Uh, it was clearly not comics code approved. <laughs> yeah, no. It was definitely not comics code approved. But let's just put it this way: if that, if this book, if the if the Killing Joke came out today, okay, one, it would definitely be a DC Black Label. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Two, uh, well, because of all the themes and the adult and the adult like themes in this book. This would probably have been questioned if it was printed in 2021. And it would for sure be Black Label, like I said. Would it be as controversial as it would be Batman a, Damned, though? Yes, 100%. Because this in this book, Batman Damned had nothing... There was nothing wrong with Batman Damned besides the bat penis. <laughs> and even the bat penis wasn't even a penis. It was like a shadow of a penis. And like, I'm pretty sure people know what it looks like at this point. So kind of like, what's the big deal? It was a black label book. It was for mature audiences. I don't understand till this day why DC decided to pull the cover or the book. I still don't know. But this book. I mean, it, black label has to be for kids. Comic books are for kids, you know. Yeah, I get <laughs> it, right? But if that's the case, why create a black label and say this is right. for mature audiences? You know, I think I think about this book. If they re-release the Killing Joke, they probably will put it in Black Label, the same way they re-released Joker by Lee Bermejo and, and Brian Rosarello, and they put it in the DC Black Label family. And if that was Black Label, this is Black Label. It's the the, the thing about the Killing Joke. It's not as in your face. Only a, yeah. car, a couple of parts. It's more of like a mental psychological thing, which is the whole story of Joker. Right? He's a He's a deprived, mentally unstable person who, you know, the premise of the book is he's trying to explain that anyone can become him. Anyone can become the Joker. All they need is have a really bad day. And so, like, yeah, this book would totally not be. I wouldn't suggest this book for a kid. Yeah, not a kid. Not a kid. Or, well, no, give this to little Johnny for his fifth birthday. Definitely don't. He would love it. <laughs> get him the movie because it's animated, so yeah. it's a kid's movie. Definitely don't get the movie. <laughs> Movie's trash, even if you're not 12. The movie's trash, dude. I just think that The Killing Joke is such a historical book. It's such an important book because, one, it's a book that, when it's all said and done, is a New York Times bestseller book. It's probably one of my favorite books of all time. Really? Yeah. Like, I consider this more of like a book because it's a graphic novel. Would you say it's a graphic novel? It is a graphic novel. Yeah. Because like the graphic novel term I've come to know over this show is that it's a collection of books. Yeah. This one is like a novel, but it's graphic. Yeah. I get it. I think people do call it a graphic novel, but then the original quote-unquote word like name for a graphic novel is definitely not what the killing joke is the killing joke in reality is more of like a one shot yeah well is it set in the mainline yeah well the 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 events of killing joke 
is a, a repercussion throughout the entire Batman yeah. storyline. You know, Barbara Gordon being crippled. If you haven't read the book yet, there's your spoiler. Who's Oracle, man? So Barbara Gordon getting crippled in this book sets off the Oracle and her creating birds of prey. So uh, the story does affect the Batman continuity, especially with the paralysis of Barbara Gordon. And then the other stuff kind of like became a thing, you know, like the story of Joker being a, a failed comedian and stuff like that. I think that just became part of the Joker mythos throughout ever at this point i think it's interesting that they tried to give the joker an origin story but at the same time it also doesn't feel quite right because i think the scary part of the joker is you don't really know much about him right yeah and that it feels weird to give him like a definitive storyline or backstory yeah because he also says in the book like if i had to pick my backstory i would prefer multiple choice so i mean i guess I guess I would kind of prefer something like that. I don't like having a definitive one. I think it's really well done. I don't think, book. I don't think, but this thing, I don't think that's a definitive origin story. I think this is one yeah. of the many possibilities of origin stories that manifest in the Joker's mind of what happened to him. I don't think at the end of the day, this is the definitive origin of Joker. That this is one of the, kind of like the dark Knight in the dark yeah. Knight. When we when he, when he explains himself to the people, one it's like his dad was a, a drunkard. Multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. He, he did a bunch of different ones. So I think that the Killing Joke is a idea of what he thinks happened to him, okay. and you're never probably gonna hear what happens to him. And I hope we never do, because like you said, yeah, uh, the the coolest part of the Joker is that you don't know his story, you don't know where he came from. And I also think that's the truth because I don't know. It's just, I think you wouldn't want to really know. I mean, maybe if I was Batman, I would want to know. It's like, how do you hate, I'm quoting the book here. How do you hate someone you don't know anything about? Right. Yeah. So like, if I were Batman, I'd want to know who my arch enemy is. Yeah. But if you're a reader. I'm a reader. Yeah, that makes sense from a reader's standpoint. Why would you want to know? I don't need to know. I just know Joker's been there since 1940. He's just been there. And he's bad and he has uh, something traumatic happen to him. Because Joker, to me, is the exact opposite side of the coin of Batman in every way. And in this book, it explains it even better. Like, you know, he, they both had tragedies happen to them. And Batman decided to take the, the line of vengeance and justice, whatever he wants, whatever you want to call it. And he tried to make his city better because he didn't want another kid to go home without their parents and feel the same thing he felt. The Joker, his wife dies. And his child. His child dies. His wife dies. And he falls in a tank of acid. And he breaks his jaw. Like, that's not really explained, but that's why the Joker's face is like a freakish shape. Oh, really? His jaw breaks. That's why he has like a... Really long chin and the smile. Oh, they know that. Yeah. Fun fact. Where did they explain that? In the book? I can't remember where I read that, but huh. that's interesting. That's something I've read over the years. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. See, that's the beauty of this book. The it's beauty, open to interpretation. This, that's why this book, The Killing Joke, is a beautiful book. It's like you said, open interpretation. And that's why I hate Jeff Jones's The Three Jokers. Because it gives it. It gives yeah. his thoughts on what yeah. happened. 
but it contradicts everything that the Killing Joke and Alan Moore created. For example, Batman at the end of the Three Jokers says he knew all along who the Joker was because he's Batman. In the Killing Joke, Batman confesses to Alfred he does not know who he is. In the Killing Joke, it's alluded that his wife dies. It doesn't. Exp- it doesn't. It makes it seem like either a the people that he was with with the Red Hood gang kill uh, like lied, so he would just do yeah. his job, or he she could have actually died. I don't think she actually died, but it was left up to interpretation, which was the beauty of this book. And then in the killing in the Three Jokers, it's revealed that Batman not only knew who the Joker was, but knew his wife and took her away to keep her safe with her child from the Joker. I didn't like it. And I, they were trying too hard, and they tried way too hard and failed in my book. I mean, but again, that's uh, we did the Three Jokers review already. I'm not here to review the Three yeah. Jokers. And I think I think the part I kind of liked about that scene in Three Jokers, where you find out Batman hid his wife and son. Yeah, I think that maybe a little bit clarifies the end of Killing Joke for me. But Which, Batman I mean, says he doesn't like, know who he is, uh, right? But I mean, like, why is he laughing? Because he knows. That Joker's family is still alive. But that's just my thing. I am totally fine with uh, that not being the thing. Because okay. I, I love how it ends. It uh, is so good. Yeah. And I love how they're not like trying to end it. Like Even in the, um, the ending, there's a statement by Brian Boland. And he starts to tell you the ending what of happens? the story. It doesn't, it, doesn't, he doesn't finish. Because it's hilarious. It's awesome. That's the beauty of this book. It's open interpretation. And that's why I hated the three jokers because it kind of, it tried, it tried to tie in, tie in something that didn't need to be tied in. The killing joke in 46 pages did what the three jokers could not do with three books. It created a story. It drew you in, explained the plot very early on, gave you a clear motive and it didn't act like it was bigger than it really was. I feel like Alan Moore real, like he wasn't expecting this to be a big hit. No. And it was a short, concise Batman Joker story that created some questions of the Batman mythos, created some like, you know, gruesome things that happened to Barbara Gordon. But at the end of the day, it drew you in, brought you in, and it was it. Like I've been talking about, it left it open to interpretation. And there's this theme throughout the book where it's Batman. He's like trying to get to the point where he's like, man, we're at the point. Like, I don't want to kill him. Yeah. We got to figure this out. Yeah. So then at the end, you don't know. Maybe Batman snapped and ended up killing the Joker. Or One thing I also didn't like about the movie is it kind of gives an answer. If you read the subtitles. If you read the subtitles. It says Joker stops laughing. Yeah. So, like, I don't like that, but I still think it's a Again, interesting. Again, and th- this is why I don't think he killed him. I, I, I don't think Batman killed him. There's theories for both, and there's people that will argue both. You know, one of the arguments I've read is that, yes, he killed him. And that's how the three Jokers began. Because then someone else took up the mantle Joker and then made three other guys. That's yeah. a theory. But that's the theory probably based off of maybe Jeff Jones created this theory and just threw it out there because he, he wants just to put it on Reddit somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, ah, guys, look at this theory. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's me, uh, Joff uh, Jones. Jeff Jones. Joff Jones or something. Jeff like Jones. That. But he like swapped the J and the G, so it's like uh, it's like a weird online username. It's like yeah. here's my theory, guys. My theory, yeah, because my books suck. <laughs> Anyways, the theory I have is well, here's why I don't think he killed him. If this book affects the Batman continuity, why would he kill him if he's still alive? I don't think he killed him. I would have a stronger time believing he killed him if this was just a one-off series 
didn't have any implications in the longer continuity and whatever, then yeah, I'd have a, I'd have an easier time believing. Yeah, I can see the I can see Batman killing the Joker in this one because it's all that, that's what it was all about, right? But because Barbara Gordon becomes paralyzed because of this book, and it kind of ties into everything else, to me, it doesn't make sense for him to have killed them because Joker's still out in Detective Comics and the Batman right. storylines throughout forever. And so this is why I had no problem with him killing the Joker in the Dark Knight Returns. Because that was like Elseworlds almost yeah. type story. Like it doesn't exist. It's in a different place. He he didn't really, there was nothing he could have done about that. And he killed him. Fine. No problem with that to me at all. I could understand if he did. But at the same time, I don't think he did. I think, because in this book, I think he genuinely wants to help the Joker. Yeah. Because he's definitely tired of fighting him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, I will help you. Let's get through this together. So, like, I think he's coming from the right place, and I don't think he would kill him. But I think at the same time, there's also, I've been fighting him for so long. I keep putting him in jail. Now he paralyzes Barbara Gordon, and he kidnaps the commissioner. And he abuses Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't forget that. Yeah, don't forget that. So, I mean, all that stuff happens, and you've had a bad day. What if... He snaps like the Joker, and the Joker ends up winning because Batman kills him because of his bad day, and he cracks. Yeah, I get it. I understand where you're coming from, but again, if I, that happened... Again, that's, I understand why he would. I don't think he kills him. Yeah, I understand. I can see him killing him. Listen, if I was Batman, I would have killed the Joker. Oh. I would have. But then again, so I'm not Batman. He has this weird sense of moral, not moral, he has this good sense of everyone's out for the best. And he's always trying to look at the best in people, which is why he ends up being so hurt all the time. In case in point, Catwoman. He's always hurt by Catwoman because he believes in the best. And so he truly, truly believes that he can help the Joker recuperate and become an actual citizen. But he, he can't. And in this book, throughout the book, the whole point of this book at the end of the day was for the Joker wanted to prove that anyone having, like you said, anyone that has a bad day like Joker had could snap and go bad and go crazy. And that's what he was trying to replicate with Commissioner Gordon and Barbara Gordon. You know, he kidnaps or he shoots Barbara Gordon in the spine. He um, abuses her, physically abuses her, no, sexually abuses her. And takes photos of it and kidnaps Commissioner Gordon. Strips him naked and puts him on a roller coaster surrounded by pictures of his daughter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So he's trying to manipulate them to have the worst day and have them go mad to prove that anyone can become the Joker. He didn't expect Commissioner Gordon to actually not turn. And, you know, tell Batman, I want him in by the books, do it by the books. Proving that he, at the end of the day, was still himself. I like how this, the the killing joke brings in a couple of themes. One of the themes definitely is, is defining justice. Because Joker's trying to kind of understand, like, hey, listen, this happened to me and nothing happened. And, and, and he wants justice for what happened and in kind of a way. And he, and he understands that, you know, he didn't get his quote-unquote justice. And now he sees life as a big joke. And he's trying trying to get Batman to understand, like, hey, listen, you and I are the same. And he talks about in the book, like, you and I are the same. Like, there's a reason why you're dressed like a rat. 
like something happened to you. So why ha- why can't you see the funny side? And he's always talking about trying to find the funny side and stuff like that. So yeah, that that one of the things is definitely um, defining justice. Defining justice, yeah. Yeah, Joker had some good monologues in here. I really like the way Alan Moore wrote the Joker in this book. Alan Moore has a really good. Alan Moore is really good when it comes to writing. I mean, he, he did a phenomenal not a phenomenal job with the Killing Joke and coming off the heels of Watchmen. Right, like you yeah. think you you wouldn't think he he had it in him to do something else. I think originally I read this was it started out as a collaboration between Brian Boland and Alan Moore, and it was going to be a Batman Judge Dread crossover. Yeah, yeah, I read that too. But then I believe it was Brian Boland who said, "Let's do Joker." Yes, and then Alan Moore agreed. Mm-hmm. And they produce this masterpiece. Yeah, there's also a theme of loss throughout the book. Oh, Everybody yeah. loses stuff. Everybody loses something. I mean, like we all know, Batman loses his parents, right? <laughs> yeah. And Joker loses his wife and kid, and his sanity, and his sanity, and his like actually decent looking face and hair. <laughs> now he just I like his looks green better. hair better. Yeah. Um, no, it was weird seeing like Joker pre Joker the way they drew him. Yeah. That was interesting. I liked it. Yeah, if if you watch the movie, right? It, it, the movie one looks worse. It's weird like it. because it has it has Mark Hamill as yeah. original before Joker Joker. And it's yeah. kinda like That's not uh, Mark Hamill. Stop, stop now. Not only did Batman and Joker lose people, but have a, a, a sense of loss. But Barbara definitely lost a lot in this book. Um with the biggest thing being her legs. She was paralyzed. Kinda need those. Kinda need those to do Batgirl stuff. And Commissioner Gordon just lost the innocence that his daughter had. And he also got abused himself probably in there. And so it, he lost a lot too. And all these four characters had a chance to do bad things. But they, three of them decided not to do him. One of them, obviously being the Joker, decided to do the bad things. Um, but no, definitely one of those, those themes are very big when it comes to that the psychology just between just the psych like i told you earlier the psychology between batman and joker being mirror images there's even a scene i don't know if you noticed it i don't know why i say scene the there's this panel Mm -hmm. where they're inside the mirror house and if you look in the background i don't know if this was a drawing issue okay or if this was maybe intentional because it's a fun house Mm -hmm. with mirrors yeah batman's face like the way the nose of his cowl goes out and his facial like structure in the mirror looks exactly like Joker oh, as wow. he's like holding him close. Oh, okay. yeah. One of the so, one of the cool things about the about the book is that you see that Batman's white eyes are actually yeah. his eyes somehow. I don't know. Uh, that was weird. I saw does that he too. Just wear white contacts. Yeah, is he has like Robert yeah. Pattinson gonna wear. He has white, contacts? white contacts. Yeah, he just like Joker pokes him in the nose and in the eyes and pull his cowl down, but then his eyes are the white still there. I thought that I was. Weird. I think maybe it was also just a way to draw Batman at the time. It's like it's kind of hard to maybe draw him with a realistic looking face. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, it's I still also, weird. but I also like how both Batman and Joker are creations of random and tragic one bad days. But Batman spends, like I said, spends the rest of his life forging meaning from the random tragedy, and the Joker, on the other hand, reflects on the absurdity of life. And how of all, of all the random injustice, and finds the la- the quote unquote funny side, and he doesn't understand how Batman doesn't see that funny side as well. Like I said in, in the beginning, right? 
comic books are so great because you want, you read, you can read them over and over again and get different things out of them. Like for me, the first the thing I got this time was, you know, like obviously we've all, we've all known that Batman and Joker are, are opposite sides of the coin, but you see how close to how close, how, how they were both forged by one bad days. And at the end of the day, Batman decided to be good. Joker became bad. I think that as a kid, if you were to read this book, I'm not, I'm not suggesting it, not suggesting, but if you're a kid and you want to read this book, you might think it's a cool Batman story and that's about it. Then when you turn like 20, 21 or whatever, and you have some life, life happen to you, you're like, oh shoot, that's what that meant. And so maybe that's a little different. I think it also presents a good life lesson. Like, I don't think it's just a fun Batman story. I think Alan Moore is trying to teach us a wonderful life lesson. So let's say you have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Don't let that affect the rest of your life. It's just one bad day. Don't. Yeah. I mean, look at Alan Moore. And nobody has made a perfect adaptation of his work. <laughs> he doesn't like when people make stuff. Like, have you read about this? Yes. It's super interesting. Like, he was super involved with, what was it, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And it flopped. And he hasn't been a part of any adaptations of his work since. Okay. Like, I think Zack Snyder reached out for permission and Alan said no, but they still made it anyways. So they've, they've, they've done Alan Moore dirty. Yeah. And so, I mean, look at Alan Moore. He's, he's living his best life. He had one bad day. It's not affecting him. Don't let it affect you. You, you don't know that. You don't know what a bad day. But I, I do Have get, you seen Alan Moore? He's a scary dude. I, I do I do get where you're coming from. It, that, that's a good life lesson to come out of it. Yeah, you have a bad day, but you shouldn't let that affect the rest of your life. Unless your calling is supposed to be Batman. You're supposed to be Batman. Yeah. I don't if you have a bad day, become Batman. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So no, I, think, I think the overall theme of this is totally that. Think hit, I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to like overarching theme. Like, what can you learn from this book? Have a bad day does not give you the right to become a psychopathic clown. And that's what I think is so great about this book. Yeah, a lot of things happen, but you're still able to come out of it no matter what it is. And even the Joker at the end of the book, Joker talks about it's too late for me. Like, you remember that part in the book when Joker's saying, hey, don't worry about, like, what did he say exactly? Crystal, I'm going to read a couple of these panels. You know, Batman's talking to him about, hey, like, maybe all these things hit on tonight. Maybe this is our last chance to sort this bloody mess out. If you don't take it, then we're locked into a suicide course, both of us, to the death. It doesn't have to end that way. I don't know what it was that bent your life out of shape, but who knows? Maybe I've been there, too. Maybe I can help. Um, We could work together. I could rehabilitate you. You, you don't need to do it alone. You don't have to kill each other. What do you say? And then Joker goes, I'm sorry. But no, it's too late for that. Far too late. It's never too late. I think that also might be what Alan Moore is trying to get at with this book. It's never too late for you, even if you had a bad day. You can always turn it around. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, if, that, if nothing gets, if, not, if, you, if you get nothing out of this book besides cool action, Think about the actual overarching theme of this book, which is it's never too late to turn your life around. It's never too late to make that 180 pivot to become what you want, what, what you want to be. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I highly suggest this book. If you're a fan of, of Batman, and if you like good themes, 
Um, I don't have a rating for it, so I'm not gonna kind of jump into ratings. I just think I just think that I would I would highly suggest this book. And if you are looking for recommendations, like any time, just like I said in the beginning of the show, if you have, if you want to learn stuff, want to know more about comics, just reach out to us on social media at Comic Misfits. Like, hey, I love this. I want to be part of this. I want to read more. Let us know what you want to read. We'd love to either review stuff that you guys want, want want to know more about, or you can always become a patron and join us in the show and talk about what you want to talk about. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, please do not miss out on this book if you are looking for a great, not only a great Batman story, but if you want a great Joker story. Yeah, I don't have a rating for this either, but. It's definitely in the top five must-read Batman books. It is top five. That, that definitely or top even five. if you're just trying to get into like DC Comics, I would say this is. Still yeah, the top if you're trying to get into DC Comics, I think this is probably one of the top five you'd probably jump into. It's a short read, quick, um, but it captivates you. Kind of gives can, you. A, a I overall. didn't realize it was only forty-six pages long. It feels so long. so long. Yeah, I know because there's so much stuff in it. Yeah, and it's I amazing. Think that's, and I think that's why it's so yeah. great because they they were able to do so much with so little time. And it came out so well that, you know, it just became a, cl- it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic Batman story. It came out in 88. Um, highly, highly, highly suggest reading it. I think that resounding positive success of reading this book, go read this book, is probably going to wrap up Comic Misfits for today. It's been a great time. It's been a good time so. talking Joker, killing joke, talking about themes and things about the book that we enjoyed. Highly suggest you guys taking a look at it. But that is going to wrap up another episode. So if you guys want to check us out, uh, reach out again. Reach out to us on social media. We're on all those. Book at Comic Misfits, even on TikTok now. Hey. Hey, You can also help us out by giving us monthly contribution um, on patreon.com slash comic misfits. There you'll find all the information for that. And you'll be able to join us in the show. And right now we're doing a giveaway. And if you join us as a Patreon, we'll give you a free keychain. And also give you your books as like that time. Like we're not going to wait like six months since he was sending it to you right then and there. And I'm not biased or anything, but the keychains are pretty great. The keychains you are pretty want cool. this keychain. Yeah, keychains are dope. But yeah, no. So thanks guys for joining us on another, another episode of Comic Misfits. My name is Pedro. And I'm Aiden. And we'll see you guys on the flippity flip. Bye bye now.